Act Two of the Comedy of Errors by William Shakespeare, translated by William George Clark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. Scene One: The House of Antipholus of Ephesus. Enter Adriana and Luciana neither my husband nor the slave returned that in such haste i sent to seek his master sure luciana it is two o'clock perhaps some merchant hath invited him and from the mart he somewhere gone to dinner good sister let us dine and never fret a man is master of his liberty time is their master and when they see time they'll go or come if so be patient sister why should their liberty than ours be more because their business still lies out o door look when i serve him so he takes it ill oh no he is the brindle of your will there's none but asses will be bridled so why headstrong liberty is lashed with woe there's nothing situate under heaven's eye but hath his bound in earth in sea in sky the beast the fishes and the winged fowls are their male subjects and at their controls men more divine the masters of all these lords of the wide world and wild watery seas endued with intellectual sense and souls of more pre-eminence than fish and fowls are masters to their females and their lords then let your will attend on their accords this servitude makes you to keep unwed not this but troubles of the marriage-bed but were you wedded you would bear some sway ere i learn love i'll practise to obey how if your husband start some other where till he come home again i would forbear patience unmoved no marvel through she pause they can be meek that have no other cause a wretched soul bruised with adversity we bid be quiet when we hear it cry but were we burdened with like weight of pain as much or more we should ourselves complain so thou that hast no unkind mate to grieve thee with urging helpless patience wouldst relieve me but if thou live to see like right benefit this fool begged patience in thee will be left well i will marry one day but to try here comes your man now is your husband nigh enter dromio of ephesus say is your tardy master now at hand nay he's at two hands with me and that my two ears can witness say didst thou speak with him knowest thou his mind ay ay he told his mind upon mine ear Beshrew his hand, I scarce could understand it. Spake he so doubtfully, thou couldst not feel his meaning? Nay, he struck so plainly, I could too well feel his blows, and withal so doubtfully, that I could scarce understand them. But say, I pray thee, is he coming home? It seems he hath great care to please his wife. Why, mistress, sure my master is horn-mad. Horn-mad, thou villain! I mean not cuckold mad, but sure he is stark mad, 
when i desired him to come home to dinner he asked me for a thousand marks in gold tis dinner time quoth i my gold quoth he your meat doth burn quoth i my gold quoth he will you come home quoth i my gold quoth he where is the thousand marks i gave thee villain the pig quoth i is burned my gold quoth he my mistress sir quoth i hang up thy mistress i know not thy mistress out on thy mistress quoth who quoth my master i know quoth he no house no wife no mistress so that my errand do unto my tongue i thank him i bear home upon my shoulders for in conclusion he did beat me there go back again thou slave and fetch him home go back again and be new beaten home for god's sake send some other messenger back slave or i will break thy paint across and he will bless that cross with another beating between you i shall have a holy head hence prating peasant fetch thy master home am i so round with you as you with me that like a football you do spurn me thus you spurn me hence and he will spurn me hither if i last in this service you must case me in leather by how impatience lowereth in your face his company must do his minions grace whilst i at home starve for a merry look hath homely age the alluring beauty took from my poor cheek then he hath wasted it are my discourses dull barren my wit if valuable and sharp discourse be marred unkindness blunts it more than marble hard do their gay vestments his affections bait that's not my fault he's master of my state what ruins are in me that can be found by him not ruined then is he the ground of my defeatures my decayed fair a sunny look of his world soon repair but to unruly dear he breaks the pail and feeds from home for i am but his stale self-harming jealousy fie beat it hence unfeeling fools can with such wrongs dispense i know his eye doth homage otherwhere or else what lets it but he would be here sister you know he promised me a chain would that alone alone he would detain so he would keep fair quarter with his bed i see the jewel best enamelled will lose his beauty yet the gold bides still that others touch and often touching will wear gold and no man that hath a name by falsehood and corruption doth it shame since that my beauty cannot please his eye i'll weep what's left away and weeping die how many fond fools serve mad jealousy exeunt scene two a public place enter antipholus of syracuse the gold i gave to dromio is laid up safe at the centaur and the heedful slave is wandered forth in care to seek me out by computation in mine host's report i could not speak with dromio since at first i sent him from the mart see here he comes enter dromio of syracuse how now sir is your merry humour altered as you love strokes so jest with me again you know no centaur you received no gold your mistress sent to have me home to dinner my house was at the phoenix wast thou mad that thus so madly thou didst answer me what answer sir when spake i such a word 
Even now, even here, not half an hour since. I did not see you since you sent me hence, home to the centaur with the gold you gave me. Villain, thou didst deny the gold's receipt, and toldest me of a mistress and a dinner, for which I hope thou feltest I was displeased. I am glad to see you in this merry vein. What means this jest? I pray you, master, tell me. Yea, dost thou jeer and flout with me in the teeth? Thinkest thou I jest? Hold, take thou that, and that. Beating him. Hold, sir, for God's sake, now your jest is earnest. Upon what bargain do you give it me? Because that I familiarly sometimes do use you for my fool, and chat with you, your sauciness will jest upon my love, and make a common of my serious hours. When the sun shines, let foolish gnats make sport, but creep in crannies when he hides his beams. If you will jest with me, know my aspect, and fashion your demeanor to my looks, or I will beat this method in your sconce. Sconce, you call it? So you would leave battering, I had rather have it ahead, and you use these blows long I must get a sconce for my head, and insconce it too, or else I shall seek my wit in my shoulders. But I pray, sir, why am I beaten? Dost thou not know? Nothing, sir, but that I am beaten. Shall I tell you why? Ay, sir, and wherefore? For they say every why hath a wherefore. Why, first for flouting me, and then wherefore, for urging it the second time to me. Was there ever any man thus beaten out of season, when in the why and the wherefore is neither rhyme nor reason? Well, sir, I thank you. Thank me, sir, for what? Marry, sir, for this something that you gave me for nothing. I'll make you amends next to give you nothing for something. But say, sir, is it dinner time? No, sir, I think the meat wants that I have. In good time, sir, what's that? Basting. Well, sir, then twill be dry. If it be, sir, I pray you eat none of it. Your reason? Lest it make you choleric and purchase me another dry basting. Well, sir, learn to jest in good time. There's a time for all things. I durst have denied that, before you were so choleric. By what rule, sir? Marry, sir, by a rule as plain as the plain bold pate of Father Time himself. Let's hear it. There's no time for a man to recover his hair that grows bold by nature. May he not do it by fine and recovery? Yes, to pay a fine for a periwig and recover the lost hair of another man. Why is time such a niggard of hair, being, as it is, so plentiful in excrement? Because it is a blessing that he bestows on beasts, and what he hath scanted men in hair he hath given them in wit. Why, but there's many a man hath more hair than wit. Not a man of those, but he hath the wit to lose his hair. Why, thou didst conclude hairy men plain dealers without wit. The plainer dealer the sooner lost, yet he loseth it in a kind of jollity. For what reason? For two, and sound ones, too. Nay, not sound, I pray you. Sure ones, then. Nay, not sure, in a thing falsing. Certain ones, then. Name them. The one, to save the money that he spends in trimming, the other, that at dinner they should not drop in his porridge. You would all this time have proved there is no time for all things. Marry and did, sir, namely no time to recover hair lost by nature. But your reason was not substantial. 
why there is no time to recover thus i mended time himself is bold and therefore to the world's end will have bold followers i knew twould be a bald conclusion but soft who wafts us yonder enter adriana and luciana ay ay antipholus look strange and frown some other mistress hath thy sweet aspects i am not adriana nor thy wife the time was once when thou unurged wouldest vow that never words were music to thine ear that never object pleasing in thine eye that never touch well welcome to thy hand that never meat sweet savoured in thy taste unless i spake or looked or touched or carved to thee how comes it now my husband oh how comes it that thou art then estranged from thyself thyself i call it being strange to me that undividable incorporate am better than thy dear self's better part ah do not tear away thyself from me for know my love as easy mayest thou fall a drop of water in the breaking gulf and take unmingled thence that drop again without addition or diminishing as take from me thyself and not me too how dearly would it touch thee to the quick shouldst thou but hear i were licentious and that this body consecrate to thee by ruffian lust should be contaminate wouldst thou not spit at me and spurn at me and hurl the name of husband in my face and tear the stained skin off my harlot brow and from my false hand cut the wedding ring and break it with a deep divorcing vow i know thou canest and therefore see thou do it i am possessed with an adulterate blot my blood is mingled with the crime of lust if we two be one and thou play false i do digest the poison of thy flesh being strumpeted by thy contagion keep then fair league and truce with thy true bed i live disdained thou undishonoured plead you to me fair dame i know you not in ephesus i am but two hours old as strange unto your town as to your talk who every word by all my wit being scanned wants wit in one word to understand fie brother how the world is changed with you when were you wont to use my sister thus she sent for you by dromio home to dinner by dromio by me by thee and this thou didst return from him that he did buffet thee and in his blows denied my house for his me for his wife did you converse sir with this gentlewoman what is the course and drift of your compact i sir i never saw her till this time villain thou liest for even her very words didst thou deliver to me on the mart i never spake with her in all my life how can she thus then call us by our names unless it be by inspiration how ill agrees it with your gravity to counterfeit thus grossly with your slave abetting him to thwart me in my mood be it my wrong you are from me exempt but wrong that wrong with a more contempt come i will fasten on this sleeve of thine thou art an elm my husband i of thine whose weakness married to thy stronger state makes me with thy strength to communicate if aught possess thee from me it is dross usurping ivy briar or idle moss who all for want of pruning with intrusion infect thy sap and live on thy confusion 
to me she speaks she moves me for her theme what was i married to her in my dream or sleep i now and think i hear all this what air drives our eyes and ears amiss until i know this sure uncertainty i'll entertain the offered fallacy dromeo go bid the servant spread for dinner oh for my beads i cross me for a sinner this is the fairyland, O spite of spites. We talk with goblins, owls, and sprites. If we obey them not, this will ensue. They'll suck our breath, or pinch as black and blue. Why prattest thou to thyself, and answerest not? Dromeo, thou drone, thou snail, thou slug, thou sot. I am transformed, master, am I not? I think thou art in mind, and so am I. Nay, master, both in mind and in my shape thou hast thine own form no i am an ape if thou art changed to aught tis to an ass tis true she rides me and i long for grass tis so i'm an ass else it could never be but i should know her as well as she knows me come come no longer will i be a fool to put the finger in the eye and weep Whilst man and master laughs, my woes to scorn. Come, sir, to dinner. Tromeo, keep the gate. Husband, I'll dine above with you to-day, and shrive you of a thousand idle pranks. Sirrah, if any ask you for your master, say he dines forth, and let no creature enter. Come, sister. Tromeo, play the porter well. Am I in earth, in heaven, or in hell? Sleeping or waking, mad or well-advised? known unto these and to myself disguised i'll say as they say and persevere so and in this midst that all adventures go master shall i be porter at the gate ay and let none enter lest i break your pate come come antipholus we dine too late exeunt end of act two